Hey everybody, thank you for joining us for today's episode of Real Estate Disruptors. Today we have Jesse Burrell with Higher Offer, and he's here to share how he went from waiting tables to running two seven-figure businesses. If this is your first time tuning in, I am Steve Trang, broker and owner of Stunning Homes Realty, founder of the Offer Fast Homes app, the only MLS for off-market properties. Uh, and I'm on a mission to create 100 millionaires. So if that's something that you want to do, let's connect on Instagram. If you're excited for today's show, please give me a wave, give me a thumbs up. And as a friendly reminder, I don't charge a dime for this show. I don't make any money doing this. So here's all I ask. This is what it costs for you guys to listen to the show. If you get value today, please tell a friend. You can share this episode right now. Tag a friend below or tell me about takeaway from the show later on. That way we can all grow together. And don't forget, this is a live show. So please post your questions for Jesse to answer. Ready? Yes, sir. Let's go. All right. First question, simple question is what got you into real estate? So that's a good question. So what got me into real estate was um, one of my friends, uh, she was waiting tables with me at a restaurant and she went and worked for an investor and then she'd been crushing it. She was talking about how they're flipping all these homes, doing all these cool things. And I was finishing up school, waiting tables, um, working at golf courses, <coughs> excuse me. And then she's like, Hey, we're hiring for a new position. You know, do you want to come in? And I always thought real estate was sexy. I thought it was cool. So I was like, absolutely. And we went off and running from there. And when was that? I believe it was 2014. Okay. And then from there, did you go straight into for, uh, wholesale? No. Um, so the owner of the company, the investors out of California, he was starting to sell off all the properties. They were flipping and doing some property management. Mm -hmm. And then from there, um, as I said, he just started getting rid of everything and it was hard to find deals on the MLS, you know, and once 15 started, you know, the, the bank owns were getting a little bit harder. So I got my real estate license and then um, that January, I stopped working for him in December and January. I got my okay. traditional license and started from there. Okay, so then at which point did you get your first wholesale deal? So uh, six months later, I partnered up with uh, two friends of mine and we started doing what everybody else was doing. We were doing direct mail and knocking on doors and putting out vacant signs. And um, I think we got our first deal within our first 60 days, but that was actually a, a JV deal that we got from, from a friend, just a word of mouth thing. Yeah. Well, cause I've heard you guys speak about it, uh, you know, uh, fondly, you know, we're in the same mastermind and so on. Right. So you talk back about like the journey when you guys all got started, cause it was you. Danielle and Jared. And Danielle Kroll and Jared Vidalis. Yeah. So there was this time, and I think Carlos and Sal, you guys are all kind of running in similar circles as well, right? Yes. Uh, Jared's been friends with them since they got started and we were doing direct mail campaigns together yeah. uh, as well because none of us had enough money or wanted to put enough money into to marketing. And we did some Spanish campaigns. Shout out to Carlos. He killed it. He got yeah. like four deals off of a 4,000 <laughs> mailer or something like that. Yeah. So it's just interesting, right? Because you guys all started around the same time and now you guys are all having massive success. Yeah. Uh, so what were some of the early struggles in, in doing your first wholesale deal or when your first year in wholesaling? Uh, the first year is me, Danielle and Jared, we had big ambitions. Mm -hmm. And I, I would say having our systems and processes put into place for hiring people too quickly. We went from like the three of us to having seven employees, you know, very, very quickly. And I just don't think we were ready for 
everything. It, it takes time to put your SOPs and your ops together. Yeah. I mean, we made it work and we were successful, but yeah, I mean, you don't know what you don't know when you're starting. Yeah, it sounds easy, right? You just go hire a bunch of people and then you just get going. <laughs> I mean, it worked out for us, I guess. It worked out in the end, but it's, I think a lot of people don't, a lot of people underestimate how hard it is. Like having systems in place alone is already challenging. Correct. Adding people, now you're just adding a bunch of crazy people because people are not rational beings. <laughs> yeah. So how was that? So you say you just threw a bunch of people in. So talk about that journey. So, yeah, I mean, it was just, we, you know, we scaled quickly. We started, we were lucky enough to get like a really big deal, our third deal. I think Jared touched on it in his interview with you is, yeah. you know, we clipped over 200K on a single, you know, wholesale transaction. And we wanted to snowball that money into growing our company, which was a good thing to do because we were still making money, which just, it wasn't as efficient as it could have been. And, we all learned and grew and we were very good at pivoting and, and learning Jared himself, very good at, you know, putting together yeah. uh, systems and processes. And it, it just takes time. You don't, now I think it's a little bit easier because people build out podios and we'll sell them to you. And there's a lot more that we know, but when mm -hmm. we started, we didn't quite have that direction that I think some people could get now starting out. Well, I think it's, it's something that uh, our, our friend Brian Manley and I were talking about was like oh, people Brian. talk about how hard is wholesale. And I was like, you have no idea how easy it is right now compared to when we first got started. I mean, uh, just for example, skip tracing, you know, yeah. last year, Max and I started a debt collection company so we can do bulk skip trace. Right. Now I just got to call my buddy Jesse and say, <laughs> hey, <laughs> I want to bulk skip this list. Correct. Yeah. So, okay. Um, so then now, obviously it's been five years along your journey. Mm -hmm. tell, me, tell us about what's going on with your business today. Uh, so now I, um, me, Danny and Jared parted ways a couple years ago, mm -hmm. totally mutual is just different visions, not lining up. I'm, I hang out with him every week. We still talk wholesale. We still help. We still collaborate. Yeah. I mean, we've all of us collaborate and that's kind of one of the missions that I want to tell about my story is the people you're around and collaborating with people to level up together is instrumental to my success. Yeah. Absolutely is. Well, and that's uh, the great thing. Cause that's how you and I met is uh, mastermind. Yeah. So our buddy, Brandon Simmons. Yeah. Brandon Simmons has this mastermind that we're all a part, part of. of. And it's just crazy to see like this idea that, you know, Phoenix or wholesaling general, well, as a traditional real estate, I always thought it was a pretty cutthroat business, right? right? You know, like I always thought it was, you know, capitalism at its finest. You can argue that for better or worse, but it was, that's kind of my point of view. Right. And then got the wholesale, I was like, holy crap, this is way more cutthroat than it is in traditional real estate. Yeah. But then you meet all the guys that are successful and everyone helps everyone else. We have, I mean, we, we've spoke about this quite a bit. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy because a lot of people in other markets that I've talked to, they're like, you guys are crazy. Like we, we <laughs> share secrets, we help each other. We, we just leveling up together is, is the best way to do it. Like if you're in another market, create a mastermind. If you're really willing to help read the book, the go giver and, and start giving and receiving and helping and dude, it does powerful things. It really does. Yeah. And this is something that you and I have talked about. Uh, uh, on our phone calls is that even if something changed, right? Some major legis legislative change, some policy changes, financial changes, whatever happens, you and I are surrounded by the brightest minds. That we are. 
and that will help us get through whatever challenges yeah come we, up. we could collectively as a group figure out how do we pivot and you know how do we keep being successful and yeah excuse me if you're around people like that I just don't think, I think the sky's the limit for all of us, to be honest with you. Absolutely. It's the abundance mindset. Yes, sir. So how is your operation different than a lot of our local friends and competitors? That's funny. I, I was reading over your questions and that was literally my answer was talking about how, um, you know, we work together to improve ourselves or improve our companies. That was, you literally just talked about how yeah. I was going to answer that question. Cause that's, <laughs> that's. I guess maybe not our, my direct friends here, but in other markets, I think that's my competitive advantage to yep. become more and more successful. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, so you're licensed. Yes. I'm sure you love that. No, no. <laughs> so no, I don't, I don't hate it. <laughs> so how much of your business is from traditional business? How much of it's from wholesaling? How much is it from flipping? So traditionally, I've done one deal, two deals this year, maybe. Okay. I'll, I'll do less than five, mm -hmm. probably. Friends and family, my, my girlfriend's cousin wants to list her condo yeah. next month. And I was like, you don't want to use anybody else. It's just my time value. It, it's just not my priority. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, 1% of my deals are probably come from traditional. Right. And then the wholesaling, I would say uh, probably 90% wholesale, 10% flip. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully the flipping will go down just because of I'm uh, suspecting our uh, deal flow should keep going up. So we're not going to be doing less flipping just percentage wise. Yeah, you're just going to do will more be wholesale. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and then what does your company look like today? Our wholesale operation. Mm -hmm. So there's me, Annie, and Evo. Annie pretty much runs the day-to-day -day operations of the wholesale side. So I call her the COO for the mm -hmm. wholesale. And then me and Evo collectively put together marketing strategies and, you know, how we want to pivot, what markets we want to go into. And um, I help with a little bit of the sales training. We have a sales manager. Um, I'll hop out there every now and again and put my two cents in, which I'm not supposed to do because he's supposed to be running the show. Mm -hmm. Josh, I apologize. Um, but that's <laughs> what happens with every entrepreneur, right? You always want to go in there and solve. You always want to go out there and help. Yes. Even if you don't, even if no one's asking you to do it, I, I can't help myself. <laughs> uh, but so we have three acquisitions, uh, one leads manager, uh, 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 one disposition. Sorry. I'm trying to think we have 10 cold callers, uh, which are virtual. Mm -hmm. And then we have two virtual, um, people that are responding to our text messages. Okay. So. 10 cold callers. Yes. And then two, they're responding to text messages. Do you have other virtual assistants besides those? Oh yes, we have one more. Uh, we have a lot of people. Uh, we have someone that um, works on, helps Brian, our dispositions manager. Mm -hmm. um, she's calling and prospecting for uh, new buyers for properties. So we'll, we like to put a mile radius around our properties that we mm -hmm. get under contract. Uh, we'll skip trace all the flippers that have flipped in that area. She'll call them to see if they're interested in another yeah. project. And then um, she just does some some general outreach as well to try and help us sell our properties yeah. if, if they're not the easiest ones to sell. And I do appreciate Brian because he uses the OfferFast app. So He does. Thank Every you, time. It is in his SOP. He yeah. is required to put it on there. I love it. Uh, so one of the questions that we're getting here is uh, what is your best list or number one converting list? That's from Mike Velas. 
So in Phoenix, um, you could probably attest to this, the code violation list that you mm -hmm. have to get down at the courthouse. Yeah. So if I could say anything about list, I would say the harder the list is to get, mm -hmm. the more creative you have to get to find it. Or if you actually have to drive down to the city, cause that's the only way you could get it. So if you're new and you're not doing, you know, bulk calling or texting or anything, the more creative you get and the more willing you are to try harder, you're probably going to get some deals out of that list. Absolutely. I think uh, we had Uncle Carl here. I mean, he's doing $200,000 assignment fees because <laughs> right. he's doing the hardest crap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's that's great advice. And then um, uh, Juan Gutierrez wants to know if how to create a system when you're a solo team as far as like day-to-day -day operation and structure. Create what? Uh, how to create operations and structure as a solo team. Operation, I don't, I don't quite follow the question. I guess we'll just, re, we'll pretend it says something else. What <laughs> advice would you give to someone that's running a solo team or solo man team? A solo man team? Uh, I would say, hmm, that's, that's a tough question is start, a lot of people say this, start firing yourself and hiring for, hiring VAs for the things that are tedious tasks mm -hmm. to get done. Yeah. And focus on making sure that you're bringing consistent leads in and then if you have to be doing the, you know, acquisitions and dispositions, that that's fine. But the one most important thing is you need leads rolling in so you can be closing deals. Right. So just making sure that you're marketing and consistently marketing. If, if you slow down a pipeline, it could kill you. It's, oh, yeah. I have a story to tell later about how that hurt uh, when me, Annie, and Evo merged our companies. Let's we'll talk about it now. So we merged three months ago, our wholesale operations. Mm -hmm. It, it was the greatest thing I've ever done now because <laughs> we're rocking and rolling, but we both um, slowed down all of our marketing, trying to get everything put together. And when we turn it back on, I mean, we, we didn't get a deal for weeks and with our operation that hurt. Um, and then closings having, you know, that's just contracts. We both had deals from our prior companies, but it, it was just a perfect storm of, of not great. Yeah. We had our new podio just built out that I built with you and Max. Mm -hmm. So we're having issues with bugs on that. We just restarted our marketing. We combined all of our marketing, you know, all of our data together. It was, it was rough. And that's my whole point is if, if you slow down your pipeline or don't keep growing it, man, you cannot make money. Oh yeah. You're going to be dry for a little bit. Um, Annie Dragono is asking to see your toes. Um, I'm going to have to veto that, but that's funny, Annie, uh, but she wants to see him maybe later when he gets back to the office, uh, <laughs> Jason wants to know what market Jason Gonzalez wants to know what markets are you guys in right now? So we're currently heavy in Phoenix. Um, as you are, we do a couple deals here and there in Tucson. We market lightly there. We just rolled into Dallas a week ago, but we don't have any deals yet. We're just slowly building that pipeline up. And then um, Jared is trying to talk me into moving into Vegas um, mm -hmm. heavily. He wants to really. He wants to hit the county with me. So I mean, is it I not? Said, I said, "Ayo, let's go." Is it not stupid competitive? I thought Vegas was the most brutal of all of them, as far as like what you have to pay. Well, we'll see. He 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 tends to still like it, and Jared's smarter than I am. So I He's say, "Let's smart. go." But that's just that's just another collaboration. Is um, you know, doing stuff together, helping each other, splitting some stuff yeah. uh, for marketing cost, and we, we don't. We want us both to get deals. I want him to be successful, 
he genuinely wants me to be successful. If we could do stuff together to be more successful, I mean, that's going to be the that's going to be the moral of of this show with you is yeah. helping each other get better. Like right. that, that's it. Um, you guys aren't in Florida. No, we did. I personally, when I was still running my operation by myself, you know, for those two years, I, I yeah, I didn't do very good in Florida. But I wasn't consistent with my marketing. The other moral of the story: be consistent <laughs> with marketing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Benjamin Blackburn wants to know if you knew. Knowing what you know now, what would you do differently? Ben, what's up, buddy? That's uh, my boy out of Houston. Uh, what was the question? If you knew what you know now back then, what would you have done differently? I would have set up my systems better and known KPIs on all of my marketing channels and all of my employees or yeah. all my team members. If you could put KPIs on them to have them know what their expectations are, and then, I mean, we have KPIs on our cold callers. A lot of people have like generic stuff, but I mean, we have it dialed down to like 10 different things. How many calls are they making? How many connections are they getting? Um, how many you know people are we passing to our acquisitions? How many contracts are we getting from it? Mm -hmm. How much money is it costing us? What's our cost per deal? Um, it's, it's really hard and you know tedious to set that stuff up, but I think if I would, if we would have known how to do that better earlier, mm -hmm. you know how to pivot and, um, you know, and, and change and fix and tweak things a lot faster. So you're not burning through bad money. All right. Absolutely. It's very, very wise words. Uh, Annie wanted to add also that, um, Evo left to go on a cruise to, and he abandoned you guys. Um, <laughs> you can stop saying Annie's comments. <laughs> she is a troublemaker. We know that for sure. Uh, so we already talked about your best list. What about your best marketing technique? Uh, best marketing technique. I mean like channels or channels. You know? Okay. Um, cold calls made a comeback for us lately. I, it's just consistency. Honestly, I, I would say text is our best cost per deal still, mm -hmm. but I, that's why we don't give up on anything. So like a lot of people have said RVMs is slowed way down mm -hmm. and I just looked at the team and I'm like, well, we're going to keep going. And we clipped a $56,000 deal that we closed on a couple weeks ago. Yeah. We only get one to two deals, but it's just an extension of, you know, us buying data and putting it into all the proper marketing channels. Mm -hmm. And I talked to your partner about it is I'm like, it's the e it's the most passive lead you're going to get. You, you turn it on for a month if you know how to do it properly. Mm -hmm. And leads are just going to your acquisition reps and there's deals there. It's just, being consistent with it. That's the key of the show. Consistency. Um, is there anything you would say is your own specialty? Something that sets, you know, I guess we'll talk about your, your superpower. I, that's, that's tough. Cause yeah. I, I would say I, I really like to, to help people and push them to try and be better. And yeah. I see like potential and people maybe to a fault sometimes, but people that don't believe in themselves as much as they should, I, I try and give them that push because mm -hmm. I was there one time doubting myself too. So, I mean, inspiring people, helping people. And then I'm obviously very good at, you know, networking and, and doing some leveraging in a good way, like leveraging each other yeah. to help and, you know, for everybody to get more successful. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll attest to that, you know, there's uh, two different things. Um, I, like I mentioned before on the one announced the show, um, you were very helpful in helping us go from where we were uh, when Max and I partnered up back April of last year mm -hmm. to where we are today. 
You know, you were giving us tips, tricks, and like, hey, did you look at this or did you try this? So you were very helpful there. Uh, and then on top of that, uh, I don't know if I told you this, but when I had announced that I was going to be speaking on stage with Gary Vee, yeah. you were the only person that called. Wow. Right? A lot of people texted. Yeah. A lot of cool, you know, Facebook comments, a lot of DMs, which is cool. It's all appreciated, right? Yeah. But picking up the phone and dialing, like you and I have talked about, like you and I are old school. Yeah. Right? We I like probably to call people. too much. <laughs> but I think it's a connecting. So when you're talking about networking, picking up the phone, calling versus a text or a DM, it's a different uh, feeling. Yeah, it's that. sincerity. And that's always been something I care about people. I really do. I want to help people. If, you know, if if I got on stage with Max Maxwell and mm-hmm. Gary V, like, I would hope you call me. It's it's bigger than a text in my eyes. And I was so excited for you. Like, I was like, dude, yeah. this is going to change your life. I was I was stoked. Right. I mean, you, were, awesome. you were genuinely happy for me. But that's something that I think people that, you know, could be reminded of in today's yeah. age with, you know, IG and everything. And I love IG. IG is huge. Right. But there are certain things where, you know, if you can pick up the phone and call, it can make a difference. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So obviously you guys pulled that and skipped trace data. We already talked about acquisitions and disposition. Who's in charge of actually tracking the KPIs? So our acquisition reps for their own KPIs, they know what they have and they're in charge of reporting them mm-hmm. to our uh, Monday meeting. We'll tweak them sometimes. And if we want more or less, or it just depends. And then uh, me, Annie and Evo collectively track them. Uh, we use, you know, EOS or traction and, mm-hmm. and, you know, have our weekly meetings, our quarterly goals and, and all that type of stuff. So, so let's talk about your acquisition guys. What are the KPIs they're responsible for? That's a great question. That's, uh, Annie would be able to answer that better than okay. I could. I think it's, um, off the top of my head, it's, um, like calls made and then it goes to like, Dude, I, I, I don't know, to be completely right. honest with you. What are the KPIs that you are personally responsible for? I am not responsible for any of them. Oh. All right. That, as I said, Annie runs the wholesale ops. No, I mean, like, you personally are responsible. Like, you have to meet these KPIs. Do you have KPIs that you owe to the team, to the company? I have KPIs for our, our data side. Yeah. Um, and that that's more tracked with uh, numbers and purchases and, and outreach and, and stuff like that. Gotcha. Uh, so you talked about you guys merged. How long ago did you guys merge, the three of you? Uh, May 1st. May 1st. So not that long ago. Or is it April. April or May 1st. I don't know. Time goes by too quickly. I, I so talk about what what you went, you were doing a certain amount. What were you doing before you guys merged? By myself, I was doing anywhere from like six to ten deals a month. Okay. And then you went through that dry spell because you guys turned off marketing. Correct. And now today you guys are at... I think we have 19 or 20 in escrow. Yeah. So we, we've gotten to rocking and rolling and we're just going to keep, I, I got to shout out my acquisition team. They've been great. And like the more we turn up the leads and mm-hmm. the more marketing dollars we put in, they're just, they just keep getting more deals. So it's, you know, having the right people and the right team around you. Right. It's, it's invaluable. I would say um, for people that are trying to scale, the, the hardest thing is, is, putting that culture and, and the right team together. And that's one of the conversations we had is when you were having all these, I think the best thing I helped you with, maybe if you think it or not, is you were having all these part-time people. Mm-hmm. And I just told you, no, yeah. I was like, absolutely not. And now you have three superstars yourself to mm-hmm. where you guys, you had your best day, what, three days ago? 
clipping three contracts in a day. Yeah, we locked up three side. in one day. Yeah, that's pretty good. I could, I could, I could use that day every day. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So then, um, we talked about the markets you guys are in. So like, how much are you guys spending monthly on, on marketing alone? Uh, just uh, about twenty thousand dollars. Twenty thousand. Yeah. Okay. And then as far as overhead, you guys have overhead? Yeah. So we we have uh, an office space. We actually just bought a building. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited. Uh, we're going to have some great tenants in there that are going to be collaborating with us. As I said, you yeah. know, uh, we have Brent Daniels and Pace Morby that mm-hmm. are going to be in the building as well. So I am like eagerly waiting to get in because I think there's going to be a ton of good synergy and just 100%. helping each other grow and grow and grow, as yeah. I said. Right. Um, but the overhead total with marketing, let's get back to the question. Uh, I think we're around 35 a month. Thousand. Yes. Including marketing. marketing correct. All right. So 15,000 for additional overhead for the VAs and stuff like that. So yeah, for VAs, uh, we have some, uh, salary employees, you know, we have a leads manager, um, our disco, our dispo is on a salary, mm-hmm. um, our sales manager is on a salary and then the million systems that Evo has hooked up for us aren't cheap either. No, <laughs> um, Josh Little John wants to know when you're helping each other out getting deals, are you partnering with them on marketing, or are you also splitting the assignment fees? So the answer to that is not really. Sometimes we'll split some data cost um, mm-hmm. with some people, but no, it's just helping each other with strategies. There's no JV involved. It's just what's working, what's not working, masterminding, and us being completely honest and transparent. You know, is okay, my cold calling KPIs went down. And that's why KPIs are important Mm -hmm. is because we could report them to each other to be like, what am I doing wrong? Am I missing something? Are you doing something differently? What's your marketing piece look like to mine? Or what's your initial text message to mine? Like just a few words um, in marketing can change, you know, how much you're making. It's it's really crazy, especially with RVMs. We have like tested 20 of them now. We have two we like to use and, you know, we like to use a female voice. It's uh, people <laughs> will call back more. It's it's and we track numbers on it so we know what works and what doesn't. Right, absolutely. Um, and then Michael Ray wants to know where is your cold call team located? We use VAs out of the Philippines. Uh, what how that works is we have ten of them, and this would be good for you guys too if you're starting to grow um, a cold calling team. So we have. Uh, we use a team or a company there. So they, they manage the VAs mm-hmm. and they report the numbers. And I think, um, not sure Evo runs this side. It's each either every 30 or 60 days we'll drop off the bottom two performing cold callers. And mm-hmm. then they have to put some new ones in. So we're hypothetically getting better and better on our cold calling because we're constantly dropping off the, the low hanging fruit or the 20% that yeah, aren't performing. Okay, yeah. And, and they know our expectations of, of the people that we want. Right. So it, it's a really good way to, to kind of treat that. Gotcha. Uh, Felix Reyes wants to know, if you had $5,000 to spend uh, every month, what's the best way to build a wholesale business? Um, is he talking about, should we just say for marketing? Um, no, just total, just budget. 5,000 a month, work out of your house so you don't have any overhead. Um, have your podio, which is cheap. Mm-hmm. And I would say I would do some driving for dollars and I would pull very, very niche lists. And 
I would only text an RVM. Uh, if you're cold calling yourself, obviously cold call too, but don't hire any VAs. Yeah. And I would I would touch them in a in a proper sequence to where you're getting you know five to six seven touches a month through those three um, telecommunication ways. Yeah. And you should be able to rip some deals out of that because you should be able to buy a good amount of uh, raw lists and skip tracing. Mm-hmm. And then you should be able to rock and roll. But I think that's the most efficient way if if you have five thousand a month. You know, I'm gonna get a lot of judgment from you over here. I already, I already know this, so, but I'm still gonna say it. Okay. Um, so Max and I, we ran our quarterly offsite meeting for traction. Okay. And our monthly overhead in the last, uh, for Q2 was 5,700 a month. That was staff and marketing. So guys, you don't need a whole lot to run a business. Okay, but did you, I don't, want, I don't want. I don't want to hear your comments about this. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there for other people that don't have twenty thousand to spend. Like you don't need a crazy amount to get started because a lot of people look as like, man, I, I'll never be able to spend twenty thousand a month, you know. But you can get there gradually, and that's kind of the the point I want to hit on that. You've got there quickly. Quickly. Well, with I mean, you guys aren't doing a crazy volume yet, but mm-hmm. for your spend. Oh, you, you have like the, the 10 X return well, more than that, probably 12 to 15 X return. That's about 10 that, I mean, I dream of that. Yeah. Uh, so Jan Yang wants to know how much are you paying a VA? So our cold callers are five an hour or six between five and six. I think it's for how long they've been with us. Mm-hmm. And then I believe the VAs for, you know, our dispo agent and our texting are right around the same. Yeah. Evo's had, before I had partnered with him, he's had a lot of relationships and trained VAs very, very well since he sends them videos and shows them, you know, how to do everything. It's very good at systems. But, you know, people like working for Evo. He's, you know, he's, he's a good dude and he's straight to the point and yeah. uh, he's very good at teaching people and that they keep sticking around. So they're not crazy expensive and we have them doing a lot of tasks that, you know, we, we don't have the time to do. Yeah. Um, Jay Tovar wants to know uh, how important is it to have a good mindset once you've reached a level that you are at? Jeez. Um, you know, we were talking about before off air, like mm-hmm. manifestation and mindset and being around the right people and positivity. Like the group that we have with me, you, Jamil, Max, Jared, Carlos, Sal, like the whole group here is all of us help each other and we strive to push each other because you see everybody else literally working their asses off and you're like, I don't want to be that dude that falls behind. Yeah. And everybody's mindset and all the books that we read and, you know, collaborations that we do, I think we just keep continually pushing each other, you know, to, to new levels. And it's crazy where some of us have gotten. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think it's, it was an interesting, um, you know, sight to see. I've got feedback from multiple people and you've, you mentioned the same when we were all in Dallas, you know, oh like my goodness. I got to speak in Dallas, you know, it was like, kind of like this, the light was on me and it was really cool and all. Yeah. But all my friends got to come and visit too and hang out. Right. So it was me, you, Evo, Annie, Jamil, uh, Bryant, Pace. Like we all got to hang out for like three days and some of the craziest memories. I mean, I got to, I met uh, two guys out of Houston, Derek and Ben. Yeah. And, you know, we're chopping it up and, you know, had a few drinks and I was like, y'all should come out. They text me the next day, like, Hey, we're booking tickets. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So like six weeks later, they come out for like 
three or four days and it was a blast and i've met a few other people there it's just some of these events you get to meet some absolutely amazing people really good good dudes uh kenny can wants to know how he can get in touch with evo um you could probably just hit him with a message on on facebook yeah um i don't know if i should give his email out he'll probably get bombarded um (laughs) but evo dragonoff is um you know his name on facebook hey andy can you spell it out for kenny on the on the on the comment uh so are there any valuable resources that you would recommend someone uh, yes check out uh there's tons of them so the thing that we've been really big on lately is um you know list stacking softwares mm-hmm. and we developed one ourselves i may be biased to it you guys are using it and quite a few people are now but it's uh, batch lead stacker mm-hmm. or com yeah and just knowing how to target your leads and stack your list and find especially um if you're like that five thousand dollar budget and mm-hmm. you have some data like really targeting um those lists and the proper leads and texting calling and finding those hottest leads with motivation yeah i I think it's been since we've um rolled it out and started using it for ourselves i mean the proof is in the pudding we're getting a lot more deals than we were before we were using it and it's a place where you host all of your data so you don't have 20 excel spreadsheets you put it all in one place to host everything and it saves time and and helps you stay organized yeah i remember in one of our first go-giver meetings it was uh annie was talking about how they're doing direct mail to like stacked lists and i was like what the hell is this lady talking about (laughs) right so you want to explain what stacking lead stacking means yes for you users that don't know what it is so what you could do is you could put uh multiple excel lists so let's just use a simple example is um a tax default a code violation a high equity and a probate you put all of your lists into there they're all tagged for all those things what you could do is uh pretty much put them stack them all together and then you're able to pull out what's on all of them or what's on three of them or two of them so you're finding multiple motivation factors which in turn percentage wise will have more qualified leads or more people that want to sell their homes than if you're just doing it all separately so it's a way if you have data to really pinpoint you know those hottest leads and and market to them you know first and foremost or more or or however you want to do it um that's great that's great and uh we're using it too so uh are there any other resources obviously podio like your crm is is your lifeblood so that that's something i I use a ton of and skip tracing is probably the biggest resource we use Mm because excuse me we don't do any direct mail all of our stuff is telecommunications. We're rolling back out some online channels for PPC and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I mean, all we do is text RVM and cold call. I mean, that's it. And we're getting, I mean, we've gotten 20 contracts in the last 35 days. Right. It's the, it's the best cost per, uh, per deal. Uh, Justin Jamison wants to know what advice you give to a small team that's tackling a new market. They're trying to go into Southwest Florida. Tackling a new market there's there's multiple ways to go about it i would say um before you start marketing i would work on building a solid buyers list so when you do start marketing and turn that on and want to start getting deals then you have deals to sell so you're not having to jv and give half your money away Mm -hmm. i think um and then you're going to learn when you're talking to these buyers you're going to learn the areas to where you want to market as well right so I, i think you're really able to to learn 
before you do something that you don't know what you're doing. That's some mistakes that I've actually made in the past when um, working with uh, Jared and Danielle is, um, w towards the end, we got really good at it. But at the beginning, we were just throwing shit on the wall, mm -hmm. literally burning up money because we didn't do the proper research when going into new markets. Uh, Josh John wants to know, what is your most typical or common type of seller? Well, I haven't done acquisitions for quite a while, uh, so I would really want to know how to, how to, um, he also wants to know what's the best way to maximize profit per deal. Okay. Uh, best way to maximize profit per deal is, is obviously to, to really work, um, join, uh, Steve's, uh, sales Academy would be not a bad way, yeah. but really, really learn how to negotiate properly and, and have a, a sales program that you do buy as deep as possible. And as I said, really work on building good relationships with buyers and, and know how to build a good buyers list. Cause if you could buy deep and sell high, like you, you, you want to get those investors that are buy and hold, like yeah. they pay the most money, find buy and hold investors, call landlord list. I could get you one in Phoenix if you want and cold call them and see who's still buying. But right. They're your best buyers. Um, obviously, there's some people that are great that work with um, work with end buyers as mm -hmm. well that you know want hard money and will move into a house. Finding those type of people and building those relationships along with buying deep, you know, with proper sales yeah. training. I mean, th there's no other way but yeah. that. I mean, it's crazy, right? Like our target's 18k, you know, and then we're, we're we've been trending at 15, uh, 15.3 uh, year to date. We're pretty high, but we've had some big rips. Yeah. We're over 20 this year. But then our last three, we're at 20, 25. I can't remember what the third one is. You know, it's just, you gotta have the ability to communicate. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I mean, for me, I'm a very big fan of our scorched earth policy. Like that's kind of how we you know, right. throw everyone else under the bus. Um, so let's see what else is there. Um, well, you didn't talk about the, you mentioned the VA uh, calling service. Do you want to share what that one is? The, the calling service? Yeah. We, we just use, uh, that would be an Evo question. He he had them before I, I worked with them, so I don't even know the name of it. Mm -hmm. But I, I know they're they're a great service, and I know a bunch of wholesalers. that They work with a lot of wholesalers. Mm -hmm. So for Philippine, for Filipinos that are, you know, less than five, six, seven, or five, six, seven dollar range, we've had success. Like, yeah. uh, we, we train them, though, and we are constantly tweaking their script or if it's too much for them, you know, we'll reword things. Sometimes it's like they, they can't say words very well. I'm not trying to be rude, <laughs> but like there's just some words that they struggle saying mm -hmm. and we'll take the, we'll listen to a lot of recordings and he's constantly listening to them and yeah. we'll just tweak the script a little bit. So it's, it's easier for them and they're more comfortable making their phone calls. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Uh, Kenny Ken wants to know the, the best lead stacking software. So you want to repeat that? Uh, that's uh, batchleadstacker.com. Evo's actually doing a, a Q&A on it tomorrow at uh, 10 a.m. Arizona time. I think Annie could probably throw the link in there for anybody who wants to sign up for the Zoom call, but he's going to demo it, show you how to use it, and then show you all the, the tips and tricks. Uh, the, the best thing about it is you're able to get your vacant properties out of your list immediately so you know what's vacant. And then every month it updates the new vacants. So you're going to see immediately like the new stuff that comes in, and you want to holler at those people as soon as you can. Right, absolutely. Uh, Gustavo Hernandez wants to know, what are you gonna do when the market crashes? I'm gonna buy the world. No. <laughs> I'm gonna buy as much as I can and, and hold. 
and then um, figure out if I, it, it just depends, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I would like to buy, if the market crashes, I will go heavily into multifamily. Um, and he also wants to know, what's your daily schedule? My daily schedule is chaos. <laughs> so uh, we have quite a bit of services and products. So my daily schedule, I try and get in as early as I can. Mm-hmm. Me and Evo will huddle up and we'll kind of divide and conquer all of our data side of, side of stuff. Um, I've been focusing heavily on the coaching program that we have that we just launched. Mm-hmm. So my my days lately have been working on that, uh, training our sales guy that's going to be helping me um, sell that coaching program and just making sure all of our marketing is put into place. That's been my focus the last yeah. month along with uh, our other data services I have to do some stuff. And then the second half of the day, um, I try and um, see what's going on with our wholesale operation, if I could help with any anything at all on the Dispo acquisition or if Annie needs help with anything, but she's better at systems than I am anyways. Gotcha. Uh, Carl Side wants to know, uh, how do you pick what market you want to go into? Uh, analyzing a lot of data. So that's something that Evo will put together with, mm-hmm. with what Evo does. And we'll, we'll look at, you know, trending sales, cash sales, uh, a whole bunch of different things to where um, we decide what market we want to go into next. But um, the markets I said we have, I think we want to really, I don't like bouncing around too much. Like once we commit to a market, we mm-hmm. skip trace a lot of data. And I, I think these three or four markets that we have right now is, is all we're going to probably have for the next uh, 12 to 18 months. And just growing inside those and learning those yeah. is, is what's important. I think you should get out of Phoenix, though. <laughs> um, so one of the things we talked about on the, uh, on the title of the show um, is what helped you, you know, because you have multiple seven-figure businesses. Like yeah. what would you say are like, I know we talked about mindset and collaboration. Is there anything else you want to add? that helped you get to that that point? Um, that That's most of it, but dreaming big and constantly, you know, manifesting. Mm-hmm. If, if you constantly think about wanting something and you're working your ass off, you're going to somehow get there because it's all you're focused on. It's all that you're trying to do. And I, it's just in surrounding yourself with the right people. I don't think it's a, a secret sauce is if you're new and to wholesaling, start hanging out with people that are doing two to three deals. Once you're doing two to three deals, you better be talking to people that are doing five to six deals, like, and so on and so forth. Like, don't be that dude in the room to where you're puffing your chest out because you're the big shot. Like mm-hmm. you always want to be learning from people that are more successful. And I constantly try and put myself around those people. Right. Absolutely. You got to find people that are going to level you up. Um, let's see what else is there. Um, what's the best questions to ask when you're cold calling a buyer's list? Best questions to ask. Um, there's tons of good questions. Just seeing how much they're buying, uh, where they're looking to buy. And I would say building a little bit of rapport with them, um, explaining if they're, if they're going to start getting emails or texts from you, who you are, what you are. Cause a lot of times, VAs will just be calling and asking these things and they never explain who you are, what you are, what to expect. They just ask you something, say thank you and hang up. Yeah. Like build a little bit of rapport. Okay, we're gonna be sending you some emails and some text messages. It's gonna be coming from higher offer again, you know, higher offer, blah, blah, blah. It's just 
you know, having them know who you are instead of just being another wholesaler that cold called them to see if they're buying homes. Yeah. Uh, and what is your why? Oh man, that's a good question. Uh, my why is for my family, you know, for my friends and, you know, for my future. That's, that's nothing more is like my family, I didn't come from a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm buying my mom a car. Like she has this old piece of shit. And like, that's the first thing that I, I have been able to take them on vacations. Like they sacrificed a lot for me. So my why is making sure like they never have to worry about anything yeah. ever. And we've, we've actually personally had this discussion mm-hmm. on like how much that means and how much that drives both of us to, to not get complacent with where we are right now. Yeah. Um, Gustavo wants to know what skip tracing service do you use? Uh, batchskiptracing.com. Be sure to use RED for best pricing. Code RED for real estate disruptors. Uh, what's your biggest struggle right now? My biggest struggle? Um, we, we just have a lot going on. So my biggest struggle is probably um, staying organized with all the different tasks I have mm-hmm. and like having too many uncompleted tasks. So my biggest struggle is I, I've been working hard on structuring my day better and blocking out hours to where this is all I focus on. I don't check emails. I don't check my phone, but there's just so much going on that I think we're getting to the point to where we're finishing up some of our big projects with our coaching and um, our list stacking software to where it could get back to, to working on, you know, the smaller stuff that could help those be more successful. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's been, it's been a struggle. It's just, I don't have enough time. It's hard. What are you doing about it? I said, I'm trying to structure my day better. Uh, so insane productivity is one of my favorite, uh, courses. Okay. Darren Hardy. So I went to his event. It was, uh, but you can buy it, I think, uh, on his website for like 1500 bucks. But I think Evo got me a book to, I still haven't read to, to organize my day better. Yeah. You got to find the time to read a book, but you can listen to this stuff while you're driving. Well, an auto, I think a book that I could get it as an audible too. I'm sure. Not that one. <laughs> uh, what is the greatest lesson that you have learned? Greatest lesson I've learned is to, is the go giver philosophy is like you give and keep giving and, and you will get back. Like that's, I, after I read that book, it it absolutely changed my life is just giving, but you have to be able to receive when someone gives you something for no reason. I've learned that it's okay to take that and, and then just keep it's, it's a pay it forward message in my eyes is, is you just, if if you keep giving you'll keep getting. And if you have that abundance mindset, then I, I think you can't go wrong. It's really hard. And that was one of the lessons that I took too. Um, not necessarily from that book. There's another one, um, uh, give and take, but we generally have a hard time receiving and we can't receive gifts. Uh, we feel weird just to receive a compliment. We have to find something to compliment back. Right. We can't just say thank you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's something that it's, it's a great lesson to have learned. Uh, what is your favorite, best or most interesting failure? Uh, I think it's something we just talked about was turning off uh, the marketing or both of us scaling the marketing down when we combine companies. Mm-hmm. I just, <laughs> I didn't think it was going to, I mean, it, it screwed up our whole first month. So, I mean, you guys, like I'm serious. You have to consistently market. It is 
slowing down your pipeline in any way, shape, or form, it just it kills everything because it will kill our morale from our team to where it kills our lead flow. And it, it's it's just it was a big mistake, and I will never make it again ever. Uh, High Tech wants to know where do you see yourself in five years? In five years, I see myself probably owning some more companies and mm -hmm. building out a pretty cool multifamily portfolio with uh, Annie and Evo. Yeah, awesome. Um, so we got one more question, but before we get there, guys, uh, I need some help from all of you guys. I'm definitely getting my butt kicked by a lot of our other uh, friends on the on the content <laughs> side. So if you guys can please do me a favor and subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on iTunes. It really helped me out. I'm watching these other guys. They're pulling ahead, and I'm competitive. I don't like it. So uh, definitely help, please, if you guys can. Um, if you guys like this episode, please share this episode right now. Rising Tide does lift all boats. And uh, next week, we got the Mathis Twins coming in from uh, Florida talking about their business. Uh, so don't uh, – or so remember to tune in for that. So last th thoughts. All right. So last thought is, as I've talked about Pipeline quite a bit, consistency will help kill it for you like it will if you're consistent and you keep doing what you do and keep growing it will kill it contentment will kill you mm -hmm. i think once you get content you start getting lazy you start being okay with what you're doing and feeling yourself and i i think if you could take those two things away just keep being consistent don't be content yeah and you should be able to be successful i think that's a powerful message someone wants to get a hold of you how do they do that uh, Instagram, it's real J Burrell, um, R E A L J B U R R E L L. Or you could look me up on Facebook, Jesse Burrell. Mm -hmm. And I am very good at answering my DMs and my messages on Facebook. So please reach out to me. As I said, I've preached all day long that I love helping people. Holler at me. I hope I get a ton of messages so I can start helping some more people. Awesome. Thank you very much. It's a great show. Thanks, Steve. Thank you, and thank you guys for watching. I appreciate it.